0: My name's Carl Hinder and you're listening to the Salon Help Good To Go podcast, the podcast for salon and spa owners who are looking to grow. The only thing stopping you is you. Episode 33, The Great Business Giveaway. I want to talk to you about this, The Great Business Giveaway. Because I'm working with salons all the time and this is coming up for my liking. A little too often. I am not talking about self-employment in the sense that it's not uh, very good for the self-employed workers. The opposite is true of that and that's what I want to talk about. It is generally very good for the people who have the self-employed jobs. I'm not talking about salon owners, I'm talking about rent a room and rent a chair and all that kind of stuff, right? So I'm not talking about always oh, should I go self-employed or should I be employed. If you're a hairdresser, therapist, technician. Do whatever works for you, okay? And it's not that I'm sitting on the fence because I know that I can get both systems to work. This is the situation. So I'm working with salons all of the time, and this keeps coming up. The situation is this you have built up your business. I don't care whether it's been three years or 30 years. You're in a you're in a position, you're in a situation where you've invested a lot. Now, when you invest in your business, it's not just money, is it? It's not just all that money you've spent over the last five years or ten years it's all that emotion it's all that energy it's all that focus it's all that training it's all those relationships some of them you burnt along the way some of them you kind of um you know um, engineered along the way so you know you've put a lot into this now the bit that I'm struggling with is this this great business I should call it the great British business giveaway because I haven't seen it in other places. I think other um, for the guys um, for the American guys on you, you're kind of in a a different phase to us when it comes to this. In the UK, we build up our businesses, and now what is happening, and has been for a while now, mind, is that we have workers, employed workers, people who work for us, coming to you and saying, "Tell you what, Carl, give me a bit of your business." In fact. I just take a bit. Now imagine 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, someone coming into your salon saying, you know, I fancy a bit of your business. Yeah, I don't want to pay for it. I want you to have paid for it with all that money over 20 years. You're the one who's built the reputation. Can I have a bit of that? Yeah, I'll have a bit of your reputation and I'll have a big chunk of your clients. That'll be all right, won't it? You would have thrown them down the street. You would have been telling your mates in the pub, Do you know what? This person came in today. They must be mad. Or imagine that you know, someone wanted to buy a whole business for a very small amount of money. But this is what's happening. And sometimes you encourage it, sometimes with your blessing. Now, I want to unravel this. I want to really understand, as smart entrepreneurs, why we are doing this. Forget about it as being good for them, because it absolutely is, guys. What about good for us? What about good for you? that's where we need to drill down. So what was my trigger for this? My trigger for this was sometime last week, there was a post and the post was asking about, like, like you know, like it happens every day anyway. The post was asking about how much should I charge for a rent-a-chair worker? And this fee, Okay, <laughs> I think I'm a bit animated tonight, right? But if, this is really important, guys. This fee was 15 pounds a day. Now hopefully we got good examples on the year of people charging 100 or 150 pounds a day because that is where this part of the industry has to go, okay? So I believe that this this part of the industry is going to stick around for a long time in a different format. We've got units out there, salons or salon premises, okay, who are charging 15, 20, 25 30 pounds 40 pounds for a day for a space now that's okay i get that but it's not for a space is it because for that 40 pounds you are supplying them with the clients you're taking them from your database where you used, that you used to manage and that had a value for you okay it always held a value for you And you give them all of this value. You give them all of your reputation that you've built up. Like I said, I don't care if it's three years or 30 years. And in giving it to them, you also say, you don't say these words, but you are also saying, here's my hard work, here's my reputation, and if you want to, crack on and destroy it. If you want to bin it, you can bin it in one day. Here's everything I've worked for and we are giving it to people. So this person was a £15 a day and I did ask the question. So if any, if there's anyone on here, you know who we are, who I am. I said to you, £15, what are you going to pay with that? £20, guys, £30, what are you going to pay with a £30 rental income? Unless you've got scale. Okay, if you got 20 or 30 or 40 chairs, not many people have, right? Then you're not going to pay anything are you realistically you're not even going to pay the fuel bills 15 pounds a day so this is the problem that we have why are we giving away it's not logical it is nonsensical why are we literally throwing our business down the street it's worth a whole lot more to us than that and even if we were to get I don't know, say £40 a day for a chair or a room or a space. You know, uh, the, the, you know uh, a normal, a common chair in the UK for hairdressing and beauty, clinics is even better or worse, depending on how you look at this. And it doesn't tend to happen so much uh, in that field anyway, unless you're talking about nurse practitioners and that sort of stuff. But let's just take the hair and beauty uh, for the time being. Let's say we collect £40 off them. That chair is probably worth three hundred and twenty to three hundred and fifty. So if you're doing, if your prices are between, say, um, I don't know, twenty and thirty-five quid, you know that chair, uh, and you're doing maybe uh, cuts, and you're doing cut and blow-dries, and it's the same in the barbering sector where you could be doing up to sixteen cuts a day, 300, 350 quid, and the sole you are bringing in is forty pounds. Now, of course. There are savings, and I understand this is your natural inclination. Ah, Carl, got you. Carl, I know uh, you've missed a bit. You've missed a bit, Carl, where I don't have to pay holiday pay and sick pay and national insurance and pensions. I know that, guys. But even if we said you save another £40 a day or £50 a day or £100 a day, all right, let's say that... Them doing what they're doing for 40 pounds a day, and in total, all of the overheads for that day, including wages and everything, were 100 or 150. You are still down by 200 pounds, you're still down by 200 quid, guys. That's a thousand quid a week on a basic operation. That's without retail. There's not much logic, there's not much thought going on here. I know what else is going on here. The thought is, Carl, if I don't do this, they are going to leave me and they're going to go somewhere else and they're going to form my competition, perhaps. But you know what? So what? If they're going to go and do that to someone else, someone else is bleeding. Someone else is suffering. Because if you're hiding behind the thought process that, well, Carl, it's much easier who have these SE workers in my business because I don't have to worry about them when they go sick. I don't have to worry about their holidays and I don't have to worry about it, their clients. That is total and utter BS, guys. You know that. If what you just said, I said it on your behalf, I know. If what I just said were true, then I kind of like, I'm still, I'm kind of moving your way a little bit now. But what happens when someone goes sick? A self-employed worker goes sick. Yeah. Do you do nothing? No, you don't, do you? What you do is you start taking the phone calls. You start phoning their clients. You start apologizing. You start trying to get them in with another self-employed worker or trying to get them in with you. Or the phone's ringing and you've got to answer it. Okay. What about when they go on holiday? Who covers their space? Now, maybe they're really well organized and they've told everyone. Maybe they haven't told everyone. You're still taking the calls. You're still covering that up. What if someone, as we had yesterday on my group, we had someone yesterday who says, I've got these SE workers and a color has gone wrong. What shall I do? And the answer is nothing. You don't do anything. But you are, aren't you? You're worrying about it. You're giving them information. You're apologizing. You're thinking about organizing refunds. You're trying to get someone else to do it. You're thinking of sending them to another salon. You're worried about your reputation. So if any of you are getting a bit annoyed about this, please don't. For a change with me because i'm protecting you i'm trying to be on your side and say you are worth a lot more you deserve a lot more now if this business model was slightly different which is where it will go i promise once you guys wake up and you say you can have that seat for 100 quid a day because you're going to make 300 350 so you know and i still need to make a profit here once you start doing that that's 500 quid a week to you on five days instead of 75 quid or 55 quid a week then i'm kind of moving in your direction a little bit you still have no control maybe you like being a landlord that's all right these are all the kind of um idiosyncrasies that we've got to decide on you've got to decide on whether a lack of control is really really worth it but the bit that's being stolen is these guys are mugging you in effect they're paying you pittance and they've stolen your reputation they've stolen your control this is the worst thing you have no control and the other control that you don't have is the ability to make money you see if you've got a business at the moment the average business in the uk this is salon business has five employees at the moment you could wake up tomorrow morning, honestly, you could literally, hopefully you'll wake up in a minute and you could say, I'm going to take an extra thousand quid a week and you could just stroll in there tomorrow and you can say, I want all the prices up by 10%. I want to increase uh, retail by 20%. I want to re- increase my booking by 30% and I want to sell um, 20 more treatments a week. So there we are then, that's done. Now I got an extra thousand quid a week. Now I got 50 grand a year. Now I can pay my mortgage off. Now I can go on all days. That's what you had until you gave your business away, because now you can't go in the next day. What are you going to do? You can't tell them to go faster, and it wouldn't make no difference if they're on rent-a-chair anyway. You can't tell them to sell products because they don't have to listen to you, and quite rightly, I'm all on their side, by the way. If you're a -a rent-a-chair worker watching this now, I'm on your side. We should be operating at a legal level, but this has to level out, guys. This has to turn into a mutual, bene- a mutually beneficial arrangement, and I've got to add this word, and you will know what I mean by it. It has to be a legally mutually beneficial arrangement. We know in business, as in all walks of life, there are alternative ways of doing things. Everything I've said so far tonight is all about doing things legally, and you guys may or may not be doing that. Maybe you're doing it uh, not on purpose, or or um inadvertently, or maybe you're not well-educated, or maybe you're, you know, milking the system. That's not my judgment. My judgment is it's not fair on you. You are not being fair on you. That's the bit I'm coming from. I want you to be fair on you. And I want these self-employed workers to, they need a share in your responsibility. I mean, it's all your responsibility, but you can't just give the bleeding business away. The VAT is a wholly different thing. So what I'm going to say on VAT is this. Yes when you have when you have rent a chair workers you may delay the point at which you pay vat but vat is only 85 grand guys and if you've got 85 grand and you had 85 grand a year ago it's now worth 10% less because of inflammation, not inflammation <laughs> In- inflation right So that money, by the time you've paid all your overheads, electric, water, gas, coaching fees and all that sort of stuff, that 85 grand, which is now uh, whatever it is, um, 70 odd grand is worth pittance. So trying to duck and dive it and avoid it anyway is really immaterial these days. One member of staff in a half decent, um, busy um, salon, busy barbers should be doing over 100K on their own. I'm working with some people doing 120 to 150, of course, is a different scale when we're talking about, um, you know, things like hair extensions and uh, and we're moving into the skin area. But over 100k on one person is nothing anyway. So even if you've got two renter chairs, you should be smashing through VAT if we're in the legal zone. I can also see some legislation heading our way. If you look at the way uh, tribunals are going at the moment, we The total amount of money that is earned by self-employed workers may in the future be considered to be the VAT number anyway. Look, I don't want to kind of digress too much. So, yes, VAT is a consideration. So if you're at 85 at the moment and you go and get um, a -a rent-a-chair worker and you take half that money off them, then, of course, you won't be VAT registered for a while but you're only going to have half the amount of money unless you've got two of them. Can you see the amount of work that you've got to do? You've actually got to take almost four times the amount of money to get back to where you were. You've got to start thinking this through. You're trying to think of how do I make money, but avoid taxes and make my life as easy as possible. Now, I like the combination of that in the sense of you're analyzing your business, but you're analyzing it wrong. And that's all for this week. Thanks you for joining me on Salon Hell Good To Go podcast. Please take a look in the show notes for some useful links and tips. And please let other salon owners know that I'm here every Sunday at 4pm trying to kickstart your week. Take care guys. I'll catch you all on the next episode.